Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Sister Wives with Mary Jane Kay. Today, I'll be giving my commentary on Sister Wives, Season 4, Episode 3, Brutal Honesty. It's the day the Cody Brown came into this world. Did Gabe forget his dad's birthday like Cody forgot his when he was so consumed by sharing the trials and tribulations of his COVID symptoms that he selfishly forgot this was the day his son came into this world? Or did Isabel forget Cody's age? I don't think so. In fact, Cody's whole family had a party for Cody. They were doting on him. The father of the newborn king. The leader of this patriarchy. The king of this shit show. The ramen-haired king of the prairie dog playlands. The Cody Brown. Cody got food. He got lavished with presents and attention. He had to spend time with the obstacles to his goals in life. Cody got a beautiful gathering. Why wasn't that reciprocated for his kids and all of his wives? Where is that investment from Cody towards them? Also this episode, Christine and Robin talk, and Christine opens up to the goblin about her relationship issues and her jealousy. I thought Robin said Christine never let her in. She rejected her. Cody said Christine wasn't being a good sister wife. Yet here, in the beginning of season four, we see a very vulnerable Christine opening up to the goblin. Cody is turning 44 this year, and he gets a golden crown from one of his kids. Cody is sitting back in his recliner, and one of his daughters brings him a crown to wear, and Cody protesteth too much he is wearing this shiny golden crown this prop and he's asking do i have to wear it all day we all know he wants to you can tell this guy loves that it's his birthday he gets all the attention and he gets the ridiculous crown all for the king of the prairie dog playlands with the ramen hair cody is turning 44 and the family splurged again for this momentous occasion And they got Cody a wonderful gift, a nice gift. Now, let's remember, for Christmas, Cody got the assault weapon. And I had never seen him so happy. And I probably will never see him that happy for the whole duration of the rest of the show for however long it airs. Oh, what will Cody get this year? Will the patriarch be pleased by his birthday gift? Cody this year gets an expensive laptop. And he was pissed. He didn't like the gift that much. But at least he says he did not get a blender. The episode opens at Janelle's. Cody's birthday party is tomorrow. So Logan is going to take his siblings to what he referred to as the knickknack craft store to buy a bunch of stuff to make their dad homemade presents. I have to say, homemade gifts are the best kind. The best gift I ever got was homemade. And that was way more impressive than anything money can buy. It is so sad to see the effort all of the kids and the wives go to to make Cody feel special on his birthday when Cody forgets theirs or he doesn't even know their ages. Cody should really feel ashamed of himself. Logan is leaving for college soon, so he is really being more involved with all of the kids and all of his siblings. The kids are so excited. They're running around. They're hyper Logan has made their day by taking them to this craft store and they enter the craft store with a lot of enthusiasm and energy and Logan wonders what he has gotten himself into. 
Logan is going to be leaving for college after this last year, and he doesn't want to spend his entire life at home. I don't blame Logan. Logan has been parentified for so long. He's like a wise old man, and now he gets to be on his own without feeling like he has to take on responsibilities. And I think it will be the best time of his life. College, for most people, is the best time of your life where you don't have any responsibilities. You get to just have fun and chill. It's awesome. Logan deserves a little freedom. Logan has the kids check the store out with the warning that they can't leave the building. And he directs a young Gabe to get a poster board and put things like, I love you, dad, with all of the things that describe his dad to him. And it's really sad to see the wonder and the enthusiasm in Gabe. He loves this man, his dad, so much. And when we juxtapose that against Gabe's tears in the confessional and the suffering he endured and the hurt in that young man's eyes when he explained how his dad forgot his birthday when he called Gabe just to bitch about COVID and play victim. Gabe expected naturally that it was a birthday call from his father and instead it turned out to be a bitch fest for Cody to get sympathy and it totally skipped Cody's mind that it was the day his son came into this world. And Gabe was rightfully devastated. So let's compare the way Cody treated Gabe to the excitement Gabe has during this episode to love his father and celebrate his father. It really is heartbreaking. Aurora wants her dad to have football stuff because her dad apparently loves football. Logan wonders when he leaves to go to college, what part of the family dynamic he is taking with him. Wow, you see how wise and how thoughtful and how mature beyond his years Logan is? Logan wonders what part he filled in the family and in the dynamic that won't be there anymore with his absence when he goes away to college. Logan says it's kind of like when they brought Robin into the family and it shifted the dynamic around a little bit. And Logan wonders if him leaving will do the same to his family. He is such a mature, wise kid. He really comes across like he has an old soul. He is wise beyond his years. Logan warns the kids to stay out of the road until he crosses with them when they're leaving the store. And I notice when Cody, who is a grown man, who is the father of these kids, is with his kids, he looks like a deer in headlights when he has to take care of them. He seems frazzled. He seems overwhelmed. Logan is calm, he's cool, he's collected, and the kids really seem to respect and listen to him when he guides them. Christine and Robin and Janelle are over at Mary's house, and they're planning the King's Jubilee. Christine explains that the sister wives do a lot more planning for Cody's party than they would for an individual wife's party. Of course, he's the patriarch, he's the king. Robin adds that the biggest thing is Cody is the common denominator, for the whole family. So they need to all have access to Cody on his birthday to be able to spend time with him. If it's a wife or a kid's birthday, Cody and his wife will go to dinner together rather than the whole family being there. Cody explains that each wife has her own birthday and they own their own birthday. And each wife also owns his birthday. Christine comforts Cody with a Poor baby, as they're all in confessional, and all the wives laugh. Cody probably just wants to feel like he can do whatever he wants on his birthday, 
Instead, rather than feeling obligated and chained to the chore of spending his birthday with all of his wives and kids every year. A loving family he later calls the obstacles to his goals in life. Cody might prefer to just have alone time. He might prefer to shack up with Robin all day in their love shack. Or better yet, maybe he wants to go do man stuff. Grr. But he knows his wives and kids want to shower him with love and gratitude. It is such a hardship for Cody. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. That's what they say. He's the patriarch after all. Cody tells his wives on the confessional couch that he isn't complaining. And Christine tells him that it seems like it. Cody smiles and he says, it's like they all have to have access to me on my birthday. And Robin explains, they all just want to celebrate his birthday together. And Christine asks, you want us to have access to you, don't you? And then Mary asks, why would we not want to have access to you on your birthday? And Christine asks, don't you want to have access to us on your birthday? Cody is grinning ear to ear. He loves the attention. He loves this. He says his birthday is kind of like, and Robin interjects. She's probably afraid of what he's going to say. So she tries to speak for Cody and she says what Cody is probably trying to say. And then she says this profoundly. She says, I don't know. And that's it with her thoughts and her thinking. And Christine says, there is a wall. What is obviously going on is that Cody probably wishes he could do what he wanted on his birthday. Maybe have a sex fest with the favorite wife and forget the world. Maybe he just wants the alone time that he feels he never gets. Maybe he wants to go to the shooting range with his assault weapon he got for Christmas. Or maybe he wants to hang out with his friends and do man stuff. Cody probably wishes he could do whatever he wanted on his birthday. And he feels like his wives kind of get to decide with him what they do to celebrate the wife's birthday. But he doesn't really get to decide. It's like mandatory the entire family time every year. And maybe he resents that a little bit. But Cody has to remember, he signed up for this. He can't just do whatever he wants. And he knows all of his four wives insist on celebrating him. And all of the kids love their dad. And they want to celebrate their dad's birthday, of course. They love Cody. And he has to do this. He has no choice. That's what this is. But he also loves the attention. He really, really loves it. Over at Mary's, the wives are making gift bags for the kids, and Mary asks what they should do about Cody's birthday gift. Janelle feels like there have been lots of years when she hasn't gotten the king a good enough gift. So this year, she wants to get her ex-man a good gift. Mary suggests that Cody needs a computer. He wants one since his computer died. Robin, the unemployed wife who refuses to work... The wife, the other wife's bankroll, wonders if they can afford such an extravagant gift. Did they wonder this hard when they brought Cody the almost $2,000 assault weapon if money is tight? The assault weapon that was just a toy for him that he did not really need that wouldn't help or serve the family in any way, shape, or form? Mary says whether they can afford it or not depends on how much the wives each have in their budgets to contribute. Christine suggests maybe they get Cody a watch because Cody likes watches, but Mary would not trust herself with picking an expensive watch out for Cody. Apparently, the diva is picky as fuck. Mary says guys are hard to shop for. Not really, not if you know them well and what they like. 
Most men, if you give them a good blowy and a perfectly cooked steak, would be more than happy on their birthday with a simple gift that matches them. It isn't hard. Cody is just very difficult, and he's a diva. He isn't the typical man. Mary explains that there isn't a usual standard way that they do Cody's birthday or the buying of the gifts for Cody. Sometimes the wives go together to buy a gift. Other times the wives just get Cody separate gifts. Mary says Cody is a guy and she thinks it's pretty standard that it's hard to shop for a guy. It's really not that hard. Christine says Cody gives them incredible presents. So Christine loves the idea Mary had, the laptop. I think she thinks it'll please him. Mary asks if all the wives are able to do it, probably because Robin seemed hesitant. And we learn later on that she knew Cody probably wouldn't want a computer for his birthday, but she did nothing to stop this. Robin probably knew Cody didn't want a computer, but instead of saying that and letting the wives know, she zipped it and went along with it. And then later on, when Cody was displeased with it, she said, Oh, I kind of knew Cody, you know, didn't, uh, he didn't want a computer for his birthday. Everyone agrees to go in on this laptop. And as soon as the decision is made, Janelle wants to bounce. And I don't blame her. I wouldn't want to be there a second longer than I had to either. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Christine heads over to Robin's house with Truly next. Truly is adorable as a baby. She might be the cutest brown baby that we've seen on the show so far. Christine and Robin are going to compare their kids and weigh them because Saul is so much bigger than Truly and Truly is much older and she is much more petite. She's smaller. Christine and Robin are going to head to lunch after that to discuss their relationship and their struggles Christine needs to talk to Robin, and she gets stressed by serious conversations, but she's had struggles with Robin coming into the family, and Christine knows she hurt Robin in the process, but Christine lets everyone know it wasn't her intention to hurt Robin. Of course not, but was it ever Robin's intention to hurt Christine? Now, what a class act Christine is. What about how Robin did Christine? What about how Robin treated Cody's kids? What about how Robin attempts to manipulate one of her sister wives, Janelle, later on through Cody to attempt to turn Janelle against Christine? What about Robin calling Christine a liar in her own home? Or Robin suggesting that Christine didn't work hard enough on her marriage when it's not her place to speak on it at all? What about the gaslighting and the refusing to validate that Christine was divorced when Christine felt she was divorced and said she was divorced? This is all bullshit. And let's not forget the shit advice she gave Cody 
on a continual basis. Remember, Cody said he went to Robin frequently for issues in his relationships with his wives because Robin is good at making relationships work. What about Robin promoting the resentment in Cody by bitching about not being accepted by the family when that is so far from the truth? Christine tried her best to always include Robin's kids and Robin in her family traditions. She went out of her way to be accepting, even though it was hard and she was loving. She was accepting. Forgive Christine if she was not perfect. No one is perfect, least of all Robin. Where is Robin's apology to Christine? Where is Robin's class? Look at how classy Christine is being. Where is Robin's class? Where is the apology, seriously, from Robin to Christine and to all of the kids in the family that she insulted and threw under the bus? Christine is apologizing here. She's being gracious. But where is the grace from Robin? Where is the class? Where is the character? A sincere apology. Where is a sincere apology? Where is accountability at all from Robin? Consistently, we see accountability from Christine. Christine and Robin clearly have vastly different characters, kind of like apples and oranges, except Robin used that comparison in the tell-all to explain that all the relationships were different, but it doesn't mean her relationship with Cody was better. Except here, when I use apples and oranges in reference to Christine and Robin's character, it's pretty clear which person's character is better than the other. Christine was always willing to work on things. Robin felt entitled to things, and when things didn't go her way, she would cry crocodile tears. She would play victim. Even in this situation, when Christine is apologizing to Robin for nothing, where the fuck is Robin's apology to Christine and some of the kids she disrespected? And the feelings Christine struggled with, she was encouraged to ignore those feelings. She was encouraged to shove them down by Cody and by Mary. Christine reacted reasonably. Her feelings were reasonable. They were based in the reality of the situation she was in. And ultimately, of course, Christine left. She knew she deserved way more for herself than Cody, and the kids deserved way more than Cody as well. And she knew Cody was not capable of more. Christine also knew her worth, and she left Kotex making clear that Robin was the favorite wife and she felt Robin mattered more to Cody than she did. And she is now happily engaged to David. I don't keep up much with entertainment news. I don't do social media other than for my podcast on YouTube. But here and there, a tidbit is unavoidable, like in the checkout line, for example, on the cover of People or In Touch. And so I learned Christine is marrying this guy. She's engaged. I can't speak on what I think. I don't know this guy, but Christine looks very happy. She's bright and shiny from her soul. Her light is all the way bright. And this guy, David, is Cody's worst nightmare come true. This guy, David, is trolling by feeding Christine nachos. And I love that because as we all know, Cody was grossed out by Christine eating nachos when he was courting her in the beginning because he's an idiot. I love that Christine is happy. The jury's still out on David, but she looks very happy. And I know for a fact that I like this David sense of humor, and I love that. I love seeing how happy she is. After seeing only a fraction of what Christine had to endure married to Cody, 
it just made me so happy to see Christine happy. Because we have to remember, what we see on the TV show is highly edited, it's produced, and we also are only getting like a fraction of these people's lives and only what they want to show us. So if that's what we saw on camera, imagine what Christine struggled with off camera and some of Cody's possible behaviors off camera and what that could be like. So good for Christine. I am happy that she's happy like most viewers are going to be, if not all viewers. I don't know, Christine, but as a woman, to see Christine go through what she did and then evolve and blossom into this very strong woman who knows her worth, she took control of her life and she found out what she wants and what she deserves after all she had to endure for decades, and that is beautiful, it's good energy, it's positive vibrations, and I know we all wish Christine the best. She deserves happiness, she deserves joy, and she deserves for her life to feel easy. Robin is nervous about spending the day with Christine because some days she doesn't know where Christine is at. Robin says Christine could be struggling and it just breaks her heart that someone is struggling and she can't do anything about it. But they will see how the day goes, Robin says. Truly weighs 19 pounds and next Robin weighs herself. She's going to hold Saul and then she's going to subtract her weight to determine the baby's weight. With Saul, Robin weighs 173.8 pounds. Alone, she weighs 157. The math is super confusing for them, particularly for Robin. I did this in my head before they ever figure it out on the show. It's basic math, it's not hard. Saul weighs 16.8 pounds. Robin asks Christine what the answer is and Christine doesn't know, she needs to write it down. And Robin says, her brain doesn't have any math skills right now. So my question is, it doesn't have math skills right now. But does her brain ever have those skills? Or is the math switch just shut off just for right now? Where is Janelle, the book smart wife with all the intellect when you need her? She's the numbers girl. Christine is literally counting on her fingers up from 57. I love Christine as a viewer, but this is sad. It's basic math. I didn't find it perplexing. I did it in my head in half a second while they were still trying to figure out, oh, well, what's the answer? What's the answer? Oh, maybe I need a paper. And then she's sitting there counting on her fingers. And then Christine has to restart counting on her fingers. Didn't she teach the homeschool for years for the kids? Robin tries to help and she says, well, after, you know, well, well, Saul weighs 16 plus pounds. And Christine gathers that there is a three pound difference between Truly and Saul. Truly is 20 months and she had shoes and a jacket on and Saul is only three months. Christine says soon Saul will outgrow Truly and he will become her protector. Christine thinks it's nice that Truly and Saul are around the same age because if she has more kids or not, at least Truly and Saul will have each other. They're close in age. Christine is done having kids, but Robin might have more. And as we know, she had Ari. And Robin even suggests that Mary might have another child. You never know, Robin says. Mary explains how right after Saul was born, Robin offered to carry a baby for her if that's what Mary would like. She's considering it. Mary says it's an amazing offer and she and Cody would like to have more kids other than just Leo it was an amazing offer of love and friendship, Mary says. She will always be grateful for the offer. 
But Mary doesn't know what she's going to do yet. There's a lot to consider, so she hasn't made a decision yet. Christine tries to have a real conversation with Robin at lunch. And predictably, Robin plays the victim, breaking out the crocodile tears. Robin says she and Christine have a bond because they both have little kids. So they decided to hang out and chill together. They decided to go to lunch. And Robin thinks it's always good to talk and touch base. She thinks in plural marriage, you can get to a place where you don't understand each other as sister wives. Or maybe you aren't sure where the other person is at. Robin says it's been two and a half years since she and Cody met each other and since she met the family and they got married. Things have been rocky since then between Robin and Christine. Robin thinks it's because Christine has perceived her as coming in and throwing off her marriage with Cody. And Christine explains a new wife coming into a plural family always shakes things up a bit. She never experienced a new wife coming into the family. Of course, she was the last wife for 16 years. She really didn't think she would get jealous. She was always a very secure person and she was very secure in her relationship with Cody. She didn't think anything would rock the boat whatsoever. And it's still hard. And Cody met Robin two and a half years ago. And still, it's very hard for Christine. Christine asks Robin if she remembers meeting the family for the first time. Robin remembers and she says she fell in love with everyone. Christine says she wanted that to happen. She wanted to sell her family to Robin and Robin says Christine did a good job. I bet you Christine regrets it. She says she was the most secure person she knew and she didn't think she would get jealous. She didn't think she and Cody's relationship would ever be bad. They always had a really good relationship and they always had an easy relationship until Robin came along two and a half years ago, that is. Robin says there are times when she sits and thinks she doesn't know how her sister wives let her in. Some of them really didn't have a choice, I don't think. Christine says she knew Robin belonged in their family, but then she got really jealous, so jealous. Robin says she has had a very hard time dealing with her sister wives' struggles with her because they all accepted her. Robin says if the sister wives didn't want her in the family, all they had to do was say no Cody, and she says Cody would have dropped it. We know that's a lie. That's maybe how it's supposed to work in the typical plural family. That the wives have a right to say no and be heard. But in this case, we know Cody kept Robin a private secret he only shared with Mary for a time. And he dreaded telling Christine and Janelle about Robin so much so that he waited till the absolute last minute. Christine and Janelle were told about Robin right before Robin was coming to meet the family for an impromptu barbecue. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, the wives had doubts along the way, but if they said no, Cody would not have stopped seeing Robin. Their only option would be to divorce Cody and leave the family. 
Christine was pregnant when Cody was courting Robin, and she struggled with it. And she also had five other kids. Janelle struggled with it as well, and she also had six kids. She was concerned about the finances of funding this woman and her kids. As Robin sat on her ass, contributing zilch financially, and the wives had to all make do with less when she came into the family, when they already didn't have enough to always make ends meet. Remember Cody's bullshit about the squeakiest wheel gets the grease? Yet the family took on this woman and her three kids, plus she had two more with Cody later on. And she didn't really work other than filming and the failed My Sister Wife's Closet, which Mary mostly put effort in. Every other wife worked. They did other things other than just filming. Other than Robin, of course. If the wives had said no to Robin, their only real option would be to divorce Cody. It's not like we would believe he would pump the brakes. These were soulmate and best customer vibes. Cody was infatuated like a teenager with a crush in junior high. He was pussy whipped, blinded by the best customer service Robin was providing him. If the wives said no, they could probably leave. But would Cody respect them enough to stop seeing Robin? Somehow, I doubt it. He wouldn't mind if they leave. He's going to do what he wants to do. Robin is spitting utter bullshit right now. In a typical plural family, in an ideal situation, the wives are supposed to have a very big say and an important say. But would Cody really stop if Christine said no or Janelle said no? If Cody kept Robin a secret initially, dreading their reactions, it's because he knew they would not want it and he proceeded with Robin. He was secretive and by the time she was meeting the family and this was sprung on Janelle and Christine, they knew it was leave or get on board with a quickness. They really didn't have a voice. They were told last minute they didn't have a voice Cody was willing to hear. Cody would never have respected his wives enough to seriously stop things if they said no and they were serious. Instead, Cody let things progress and then he dropped the bomb when they had no time to react or marinate on this information. Robin was coming, they put on a show, and they really had no choice, no voice, and no say. If Christine said no, if Janelle said no, would Cody say no to Robin or no to them and their children? Robin says if they hadn't wanted her in the family, all they would have to do is say no to Cody and Cody would have just dropped it. And so when they're struggling, even though they chose this and they agreed to it, it's very hard for Robin to not take it personally and think that somehow it's her, that the wives just don't like her. So it's a very confusing thing for her. See how sweet and doe-eyed and cap-in-hand Robin is? She's so confused. She's so sweet, guys. She is hurt. How could these women dare to not like her? How could anyone not like Robin? She's just so sweet. She's just so likable. She's such a loving sister wife. She's an empath, you know. Robin wants to plant the seed like she was accepted by the wives and then now they're being bitches and they're being cold and they're rejecting her. She wants to make it seem like the wives loved her. They wanted this. They agreed to this. But now she's married Cody and she's an outsider. They all reject. And we know Christine and Janelle were put in a position to have no choice other than leaving and breaking up the family or divorcing Cody or staying. So they accepted Robin. Christine included Robin as much as possible in family stuff. She went out of her way to include Robin's kids all the time. 
Mary bent all the way backwards like only some crazy yoga guru could do. Women shouldn't be insulted by their struggles. She should understand why it's hard and she should stop playing victim. And instead of saying this hurts her and making it all about her, maybe, maybe, just maybe, she should try and understand their hurt. I thought she said she was an empath. A lot of this struggle and a lot of this jealousy comes from the fact that Robin is incredibly needy and she plays the damsel in distress and she really milks it to get more attention from Cody. Whereas the other wives learn to be independent, almost like single moms, to facilitate Cody's need and insistence on convenience, the convenience he demands at all times. Cody probably never fully met the wants and needs of his wives before Robin, but he invested equally in all the women. And so no wife felt a huge deficit in investment. There was no disparity compared to another wife pre-Robin. Then Robin comes in and Cody is giving all of the wives and kids he already has less in order to give the lion's share to Robin and to fully invest with Robin as his wives and kids get less than they were even getting before Robin came into the picture. And also Cody is putting in a level of investment and a level of effort that greatly surpasses what he was able to give his other wives and kids at Robin's house with Robin and her kids. Even in Cody's best moments, he probably wasn't that invested at that level with any wife. So now the wives struggle and they feel less important and they are hurt that Cody was capable of more this whole time. He still gave them crumbs. They found out pre-Robin, he didn't even dive all the way in the pool. He was capable of more. And now he gives the wives and kids not only fewer crumbs, but he gives way more to Robin and her kids than he ever did for any of them. Robin should be helping encourage Cody to do things equally and to be more fair. But she feels entitled to more and more. And if the wives struggle because they get significantly less and their kids get significantly less from Cody so she can get more, so her kids can get the most, instead of helping Cody, instead of encouraging Cody to be the best husband and father he can be in all the homes, she manipulates Cody. She keeps him resentful of his other wives. And she pushes him to feel he has to defend her and protect her against the others in the family who she perceives as mean because they don't want to braid her hair because they see through her manipulative bullshit and they see the way she operates. If Robin, the empath who expects so much deference and understanding, showed just a little understanding and empathy rather than complaining about how hard it is for her, or how her sister wife struggles with her and with Cody and with her coming into the family really put her out, maybe the wives would struggle less. Ultimately, playing the hurt victim doesn't help Robin's cause. Not with the viewers, not with her sister wives. Christine wants Robin to know that during all of it, it was Cody she had a hard time with. It wasn't her. She tells Robin it wasn't you, it was Cody. You see what a class act Christine is as Robin is sitting there playing the victim, trying to manipulate the situation? Contrast that with Robin calling Christine a liar in her own home, seething in anger, disrespecting Christine in Christine's house. It's apples and oranges, apples and oranges. Christine says she just felt left. And Robin asks why Christine thinks Cody left. And Christine says he left because... She became jealous and it changed their relationship. 
Steen started questioning what Cody was doing, and she wanted to know why Cody needed to go. And Christine didn't get why. Christine says when her kids are ornery, she doesn't want to be around them. So she understands, but she doesn't care because at some point, Cody promised her he would be with her through thick and thin when he married her. He isn't being with her and it's not okay. She tells Robin she expected more of Cody and she reiterates it wasn't her, it was him. Robin says she couldn't tell. She always figured that it was her. And Christine apologizes to Robin. And you can tell she's going to do her crying stick. Crocodile tears. Instead of Robin being understanding with Christine and telling her she understands and really focusing on Christine and being there for her, she's making this about herself and she's trying to divert and deflect and make this about her. She's the victim. She's in tears. Christine wronged her. And it's bullshit. She should be the one comforting Christine, being a person Christine can lean on. Instead, she is predictably making this about her because in Robin's world, everything is about her, how she is affected. It's very selfish. It's Robin, Robin, Robin. So Robin starts with the predictable waterworks. And Christine asks, so you thought I didn't like you? And Robin says, yeah. And Christine says, it's horrible. And of course, Robin starts crying. And she tells Christine, she talked to her mom. Oh, the same mom that says she's the Brown family scapegoat and helps enable her. Robin asked her mom, apparently not the wisest, what she should do with this. And her mom told Robin, it's not personal, honey. Christine's struggle with her is not personal to her. It's just Robin's position as the new wife. And she told Robin she can't take what Christine does personally. And Robin has to love Christine through it and show her love. I see Christine showing Robin a lot of love and comfort and understanding and Robin trying to make this about her. Christine tells Robin that it had to be hard. And Robin says she didn't marry Cody just for Cody. She remembers in the beginning that she and Christine used to hang out a little bit and she was excited. So when Christine got to a place where she was having a hard time, it really made Robin sad because Robin wants a relationship with Christine. She really does. And Christine wants that too. Well, we know from the book Becoming Sister Wives that Robin was really more concerned with her husband and the relationship with her husband and having a romantic love. Her main concern wasn't having sister wives. That's not what she was in this for. She married Cody for Cody. And I think Robin also wanted financial security for herself and her kids. And she probably wanted a father figure for them too. Nowhere near the top of Robin's list was her sister wives when she decided to marry Cody, in my opinion. Notice how Christine could be crying about how hard it was being the last wife and Cody leaving her for long weekends during her high-risk pregnancy or how she feels inconsequential to Cody. Now, because Robin is so needy, playing the damsel in distress all the time, Christine should be talking about how hard it is for her. She should be the one in tears in this situation. But it should be Robin apologizing to Christine and Robin understanding Christine's struggles. Instead, Robin is manipulating the situation. She's crying and she's mentioning how sad she is and how hard it was for her, how hard Christine made it for her, as Christine is comforting her, apologizing to her. But for Robin, everything is about her and what she feels entitled to. 
Christine mentions how one of her sisters asked, is Robin going to be your bestie then? And Christine said, yeah, but it didn't happen. Robin says that's what she wants. She wants a good relationship with Christine. And Christine agrees she does too. Robin felt like it was really good to talk and she felt like Christine needs to be reminded that she loves her. Robin knows for a fact that Christine is trying to work through this and it probably has nothing to do with anything she did or said or her existence. It's just her position where she is at that she is here in their family now, Cody's newest wife. Christine says for a while she felt like Robin was the enemy and now that she realizes Robin isn't the enemy and that Robin has her back, that she loves and cares for her, and that she wants the best for her, that Robin also wants the best for her and Cody's relationship. She wants them to succeed as a couple in their marriage. So now Christine realizes how important it is to trust Robin and to let Robin in and to build a better relationship with Robin. Christine says Robin is a good person and it's important to her. Even if Robin wasn't her sister wife, Christine says she would totally want to be Robin's friend. I'm not going to go through the whole list of Robin's transgressions towards Christine, but obviously Christine and Robin are not friends, largely due to Robin's repeated behavior that was backstabby and manipulative. Robin didn't have Christine's back. In fact, when Christine told Cody he wasn't welcome to spend nights and she packed his shit and boxed it and placed it in the garage to make her boundaries clear, Robin gave the worst advice in the world to Cody, that he should ignore what Christine wants, he should ignore her words, he should ignore her actions, and he should cross her boundaries, make her feel unsafe in her home, and sleep in the home, even if it's on the couch, when he wasn't welcome there. Robin also tried to have Cody manipulate Janelle into hating Christine after she left by having Cody tell Janelle her horror stories with Christine that were probably mostly, if not all the way, fabrications and lies, just to try and turn Janelle against Christine, who is like a sister to her, who helped raise her kids. Christine is like a mother to Janelle's kids. The only person Robin loves is herself. She feels entitled to these relationships. She can't seem to understand how anyone wouldn't like her. She's so sweet, an angel, cap in hand. But that goblin behind those angel wings hidden in that cap of hers hides those devil horns. She's manipulative as fuck. And she's delusional, at least from what we see on the show. Robin wants things a certain way for her, the ideal, the way she pictures things in her head. And if what she imagines isn't her reality and she can't easily get it with very little effort from her, like a closer relationship with Janelle, for example, she will then try and do things by force to manipulate the situation to get what she feels entitled to by hook or by crook. Robin wants to know why the wives don't like her. She's an orange, a big, bright master manipulator in a sea of shiny, humble, unassuming apples. I want to point something else out. Christine got accused of not being a good sister wife to Robin. Robin felt Christine wasn't being as friendly to her as she felt entitled to. She wasn't receiving the deference she expected to receive from Christine. Christine was saying back then in the beginning of season four, I want to let Robin in. I want to build a good relationship with her. 
But Robin didn't want to make any effort or put in any work, just like her husband Cody refused to try with Christine. Christine tried for years. Robin did not try. She wasn't authentic. Christine was. And when, as if by magic, Robin didn't get what she wanted from Christine, the level of attention she felt she deserved wasn't received from Christine. Fast forward to season 16 when Cody took sex off the table as a manipulative tactic until Christine learned to be a better sister wife to Robin. Cody tried to manipulate Christine to get Robin what she wanted, the relationship she wanted with Christine, without Robin having to make any effort or invest at all. But for the record, we see Christine willing to try, willing to put in effort, willing to work at these relationships. Robin is lazy. She wants to sit on her ass. She expects everything to come to her the way she imagines without doing any effort. But for the record, right here, right now, we see Christine trying actively, making a huge effort and willing to work hard on her relationship with Robin. Robin didn't want to work hard. So years later, then Cody comes in using intimacy as leverage with Christine to try and get Robin what she wants by force, by manipulation, out of Christine. It's gross. Robin never wanted to do the work. She just tried to get Cody to manipulate the women to behave as she wanted with her without it being real, without it being authentic, without Robin trying the way Christine is trying here and the way she continued to try. Christine was a good sister wife. But how good of a sister wife was Robin, not only to Christine, but to Janelle and Mary, too? You know, the UNLV professor did say one of the factors that determines whether a plural family will succeed or not is if the sister wives are friends and if they are willing to put their sister wives' best interests ahead of their own. If each sister wife wants the best for her sister wives, if she is willing to sacrifice for them, then things will work out. But what did Robin actually do to sacrifice for her sister wives? Would Robin have ever considered that Janelle, Mary, and Christine also had needs and that the kids had needs? And could she maybe have considered being less needy when they first got to Vegas so that she monopolized less of Cody's time so he could be there for his other wives and kids investing equally and fairly? Did Robin put the needs of Christine, Janelle, and Mary ahead of her own? Could Robin have sacrificed some of that extra time with Cody for her sister wives and their kids to feel more stable and secure? Remember, for example, the example of when Mary wanted to go back to school and Robin was pissed because it was in her interest to have more kids and Mary going to school and putting less time into my sister wife's closet would delay what Robin wanted for herself even though it was in Mary's best interest to achieve her dreams and find fulfillment at that time. Christine sacrificed. She tried with Robin. Mary tried too. Janelle did her best. She doesn't have much time for fuckery. And I think Janelle saw through the goblin right away. But what did Robin sacrifice for Janelle, for Christine, and for Mary? When did she put her sister wife's needs ahead of her own or their children's needs ahead of her children's needs? I know some of you might think, well, she offered to be Mary's surrogate. But don't you guys think it was likely that she already knew Cody wouldn't want to pursue it? It was just words, talk, cheap talk. She never actually was Mary's surrogate. So what did Robin ever actually do to sacrifice for her sister wives 
to show that she had their best interests at heart. Robin says, there is something really beautiful about knowing that your sister wife really wants you to have a good relationship with her husband. She says, it's amazing. It's kind of like, wow. She says, you know, it's sort of magic. Did Robin really want her husband to have a good relationship with Christine? What about with Mary and Janelle? Those horror stories, those lies Robin whispered to Cody about Christine's poor treatment of her that Cody repeated to Janelle, did those stories help Cody to want to be civil to Christine? Did those stories Robin repeated prime Cody to be defensive and resentful towards Christine or to be understanding and compromise with her to work things out in her relationship with Cody? See, Robin kept Cody riled up and in resentment and in frustration and in stress and in anger. She says she would never talk to Cody about another sister wife. Cody doesn't like it, yet we know Robin does this all the time. And Cody also liked to share with Robin because she was quote unquote good at relationships and she knows how to make relationships work. So did Robin really want Christine to have a good relationship with her husband? Keep in mind, too, Cody is moody. He always has to have an outlet for his resentment and his moods and his anger. And Robin knows this, and she didn't want that shit reflected towards her. She knows she is the favorite wife. She knows there is a hierarchy, and she wants to be the favorite wife and have all of Cody's favor. So that if Cody is frustrated other places and she keeps him in that resentful state and he goes to her for advice to confide in her, then she knew it will never be her Cody is angry with. She will always be the favorite among the others. Although now I'm sure the dynamics have changed in Robin's relationship with Cody. Now Robin is the wife, the one and only. There aren't other wives who can be outlets for all the moods and anger and the frustrations Cody has. Now Robin isn't the favorite wife. He is just the wife and she will get it all, good and bad, 24-7, having to constantly adulate her best customer. Next up, it's the king's birthday. The Cody Brown was born on this day 44 years ago. Before the party, Christine and Janelle got some studying done for their real estate exam. Janelle says when they first got to Vegas, she didn't expect to pursue real estate, but they thought it's a great fit and the family had a vision of several of them doing real estate together. Christine reveals that Cody wanted to do real estate until he saw the book, and he told Christine he has never been one to study because it's a huge book. It shows, believe me, it shows that Cody has never been one to study. Let's not forget when Cody went to his little high school reunion, he told his friends that there were so many opportunities in Vegas, he would be getting his real estate license in a month, if not sooner. And then he never did, and they pursued the gym, and that fell through, and they bought My Sister Wife's Closet, and now Janelle and Christine are studying for the real estate exam. The big book, though, intimidates Cody. Has this man ever taken an AP exam or an SAT or an LSAT? Has he seen those books? I kind of think the logic puzzles and the reasoning for the LSAT would go way, way over his head. Remember when Cody was helping Mona do an open house and he had to put a sign on the street corner and he said he wanted to be a real estate guru? He's an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur of what business? But he took one look at that real estate book and he said, nah, I'll pass. I'm not one for studying. 
Cody has big dreams and no balls. It seemed inconvenient. Once Cody saw that huge real estate book, but a month ago, he was getting his real estate license in a month, if not sooner. There were so many opportunities. This man is a used car salesman all the way. He loves to talk words, 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 but he doesn't like action. It's far too inconvenient. Janelle thinks Cody was interested in real estate, but when the marketing company came along, Cody just felt like it was more his skill set. Janelle says then they started to pursue the marketing business and some of the other businesses they have. Christine was saying maybe she wanted to pursue interior design and the idea of the family having the real estate team diluted. And at that time, it cemented in Janelle's mind that this was something she could do for herself and she no longer had to wait for the whole team. Christine reveals that she knew Janelle didn't think she was serious about real estate and initially Christine backed off. She backed off of it because she got the book in the mail and the book is huge. It's intimidating. And then Christine started reading it and she felt like an idiot. Then she told herself she was a smart girl and she could figure this out. So now Janelle and Christine are independently pursuing real estate together. That's how Janelle puts it, that they are independently pursuing real estate together. I think Janelle really wants to pursue real estate independently, but she probably wants to help Christine and give her some confidence. I thought it was interesting how Janelle wanted to make clear that they were both independently pursuing real estate together. Like she was making it clear she can help Christine, they can study together, but the real estate is her deal. She will do this on her own. And I think Janelle shines best when she does things independently on her own. That's when she's most comfortable. That's when she's most secure because Janelle believes in herself and she knows what she is capable of. She knows what her boundaries are and she feels more secure independently. And I totally get that. The family is getting Janelle's house ready now for Cody's birthday party. Janelle wasn't very involved in more than decorating the house and cleaning the house. Everyone will come over and have dinner and chill and the kids made projects for Cody the wife splurged to get Cody a nicer gift. They think he will be excited. Janelle thinks it's going to be fun. Cody is wearing a crown and he asks the kids if he has to wear it all day. But we all know he wants to. Cody is 44. To Janelle, it sounds old, like you are just turning that edge of mid-40s. The kids give Cody their presents. Cody enjoyed spending time with his family, later known as the obstacles to his goals in life. Cody says the little girls and even Gabe, the son whose birthday Cody forgot last season, are also excited about their scrapbooking gift to dad experience. Cody says it was cute. One of the cards said, I love you so much. You can't imagine how much I love you. Cody had the funnest experience with gifts from his children. These gifts, these precious handmade memories. Maybe Cody should take them out of the box in the attic in the goblin's lair and maybe he should look through them and remember the love and gratitude his kids gave him. And maybe Cody should humble himself and reciprocate. And maybe he could try to give some of the level of investment he gives to Robin's kids to the rest of the kids in his family, to the rest of his kids. Maybe Cody could apologize to some of his kids and go to therapy and make an effort. Maybe he does next season, but somehow I doubt it. And even if it happens, I'll always wonder if it's just for the cameras, really, at this point. Cody explains that all of his kids have a creative streak. And Cody says, you get this piece of paper they drew a special picture on. 
And he says, it's so sweet. Savannah is adorable. She gives Cody money in her card. Cody thinks Savannah has a generous disposition. So she brought all the money in her piggy bank, four or five dollars in change and dollar bills. And she gave it to Cody. Logan gives Cody a wrapped gift. It's the gift from the wives. And Cody wonders if maybe it's a chess or a checker set. Chess is fun, but you've got to think and calculate and strategize and adapt. If I were Cody, I'd stick to checkers. It's more convenient. I mean, thinking is hard. The wives let Cody know that's their gift to him. It's not Logan's. Cody unwraps the gift. One kid shouts, it's a book. Cody says, it's a tool. It's a computer. It's an Apple laptop. Remember when Cody got Janelle a tablet and it was probably a generic tablet because Cody just referred to it as an electronic tablet? He didn't call it an iPad. Cody's wives, though, threw down for an Apple, not the generic. And there is nothing wrong with a generic brand laptop or tablet. At the end of the day, they cost maybe 10 or 20 bucks, if that, to make them in China. And then we pay hundreds to thousands for these items. But Janelle got an off-brand tablet. The wives got Cody a top-of-the-line Apple, though. Cody doesn't look pleased at all. He says, cool, unenthusiastically. He isn't smiling. He's very flat. He looks displeased. Cody really seems like the kind of person who wants to pick his own laptop. He's probably a huge diva about it. Christine says it's not the reaction they hoped for. They were hoping he would be really, really, really excited. Cody has almost a scowl on his face. He can't even feign gratitude. But Logan is willing to take the laptop if Cody doesn't want it. Mary asks Cody if he is very excited. Um, if you have to ask, the answer is no. Now, in the thumbnail, compare the scowl on Cody's face when opening up the laptop to Cody's reaction to getting the assault weapon on Christmas. And it's obvious he is not happy at all with this gift. The way Cody's reacting to the laptop in the thumbnail is like he received a lump of coal or something. Cody tells Mary he is so excited and he has a sarcastic tone. He's very cynical. And Mary asks Cody if he has been wanting a laptop. Christine tells Cody he didn't look very happy when he opened the present though. And Cody explains that it's because he immediately went to, how did they buy this? How can we afford it? And then he thought, now I have to go to work because a laptop is all about a job. Cody is laughing now and he says, you know, he wanted a fun gift. And he's smiling, but it's the annoyed kind of smile that he gets. Mary asks Cody if them getting him the laptop is the equivalent of him getting them a vacuum for their birthday. Cody says, no, it's not that bad. Mary asks Cody, it's better than that, right? This is so pathetic. The wives really just want to please Cody and Cody is such a dick face. They want to please him so much and he is such a dick that he can't even feign gratitude and appreciation just even in front of the kids. Cody can always exchange the gift later if it's not up to the king of the prairie dog playland standards. Cody responds to Mary that the laptop is better than them getting a blender or a vacuum from him as a gift. He says he has never done that and his wives laugh, but he reiterates he has never gotten them a vacuum or a toaster for their birthday with a mischievous expression to make clear most likely he has. Cody asks if he was pretty flat when he opened that gift, the laptop, and Christine tells Cody for as excited as they all were about his gift, his response was really, really hard. 
Cody couldn't even let the wives feel good about what they did for him. He wasn't grateful or appreciative. Even if it's not what he expected or what he wanted, it's a huge gift. And if he's some tech snob who wanted a different laptop, he could easily exchange it. But the scowl on his face, his reaction when all his wives wanted was to please him and maybe get some approval from him. So it was really sad for them. It was rejection. And they worked so hard to come together and get Cody something they knew he needed. It was thoughtful, but because it wasn't fun or it wasn't just right, he couldn't just show gratitude and maybe fix it later. He let it be known he wasn't that pleased. And that was a huge slap in the face to all of his wives. Janelle was surprised by Cody's response. Janelle says Cody was talking about needing a laptop for so long, so she expected more of a, oh great, I really needed this. And Robin reveals she knew Cody didn't want a laptop completely for his birthday. She knew it wouldn't be that fun for Cody, but she says he needs it, so she went along. She wants to make sure Cody knows it's not her fault that they got the laptop, even though she knew that's not what he wanted. She let it happen anyway, and then when he was not pleased with it, she let everyone know she knew that's not what he wanted because she doesn't want it placed on her of why did you get me this laptop for my birthday. She wants to remain the favorite wife and put it on the other wives. Cody thanks the wives in front of all the kids and he says it was a wonderful gift from them. Christine says, Cody is really picky with what he wants and he wants the most expensive, ridiculous things out there. Cody thinks, in my opinion, that if you have expensive things like Rolex watches or nice cars or a goblin's lair, that it's a status symbol. It reflects importance and status, that he's the man. But a real man doesn't live off of the backs of his wives in a mansion when they don't even have a roof. A real man doesn't care about possessions and money. They care about their family, their wife, their kids. But in Cody's case, it's wives, plural of course, but most men care most about their kids. They care about showing up. They care about being decent. They would never, ever consider their family their obstacles to their goals in life. Their family is the goal, the one and only ultimate goal. And even if in their sick, twisted mind they thought that, never in a million years would they say that out loud and on camera for their kids to hear, for their now ex-wives to hear, that they, the ones who loved him and supported him, who got this idiot to where he is today, are his obstacles. That just shows the character of this man, especially that he would even say it out loud. Cody Brown, a king in his own mind, the ultimate patriarch, the ramen-haired king of the prairie dog, Plagueland, and the village idiot. Christine explains how Cody likes the most ridiculous expensive things out there. So the wives got him the most expensive thing, and he opens it, and he says, Hey, this is great, guys. You guys are the best. So Christine says she is done, and from now on, they will do it how they used to do it, and Cody will buy himself a birthday present, and he will give it to her to wrap, and she will tell him he is awesome, and it'll be done. Christine is going back to that. Cody has three cakes, and his kids bring him the cakes to blow out the candles, and Cody complains that it's a lot of candles for him, and they should have been on one cake. As the camera pans in on a happy birthday sign, a happy birthday full of complaints with an ungrateful idiot. I am so glad his ex-wives are free of Cody, and I hope the best customer and his soulmate will live happily ever after, man and goblin. 
I wonder if he likes all of Robin's birthday presents. I wonder if she lets him complain about the gifts and the candles and this and that. And if he does get inconvenient with Robin, how inconvenient she will end up making his life. That does it for this episode. I'll be back next week with the next episode of My Sister Wives Rewatch, Season 4, Episode 4, You Asked, Browns Answered. The Browns answer viewer-submitted questions, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how everyone answers these questions with the hindsight we have now. To my YouTube viewers, don't forget to like and subscribe, and let me know your thoughts in the comments section if you like. To my podcast listeners, don't forget to follow this podcast wherever you listen and give it all the stars. Thanks for listening. I'll see you soon. Bye.